0: Thank you so much, Brother Matthew, Brother R, for sharing. Anybody else? God is truly working amongst us. Okay. Please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Okay, let's pray. Father, we understand that we are the planting of the Lord, and you want to see fruit in us, and you want to delight in us, um, so Lord, we ask that you would meet us today, that you would teach us today, that you would pull pull away things that are choking out life. We pray that uh, uh, that you would have your way with us in this time. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. We just celebrated the uh, Resurrection Sunday a couple weekends uh, a couple weekends ago, and I'm, I'm still meditating on what is the power of the resurrection. And how is it how how does it play out in the life of a believer? Jesus walked into a synagogue in Luke chapter four. And he there's a public reading from someone in, in the in the from the audience. And Jesus opens up the scripture, he reads Isaiah 61. And then he closes a book, and he says, in verse 21 of Luke uh, chapter 4, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And that's a, that's a boss move if I've ever seen one. Jesus is a stud. Um, to, to, go into a, and to, go, to come into a synagogue and to read from the Old Testament and say, it's fulfilled because I am here. Um, Isaiah 61 speaks of a uh, spirit of uh, heaviness. Uh, I don't know how it's translated in verse 3 in your Bible, Uh, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Um, I think in the ESV it's uh, translated a faint spirit, but a spirit of heaviness is, I think, the best translation. And today I pray that the Lord would exchange uh, the spirit of heaviness for a spirit of praise. Uh, I'm not sure if you're feeling this, but I think worldwide there's a spirit of heaviness. Um, And and there is a wide spectrum of people who are struggling uh, with just life and and just getting up in the day and finding motivation. Some are uh, clinically... Uh, diagnosed with depression or something that is uh, debilitating there's that level of spirit of of um... heaviness that can come upon a person um, but i think just some days you wake up and and you just don't want to get out of bed Um i, I felt those in in, in recent days um, uh... just just what is you know last week we covered first corinthians fifteen and and god says be faithful be steadfast immovable uh, in the labor of the Lord, but uh, we feel like it feels like it 's in vain. like why am I doing this it 's not i 'm not seeing the fruit i 'm not seeing the the increase. Uh, where is the promotion uh, and, and so there 's this even in the body of Christ, I think there 's a heaviness that comes in so how does how does God remove it? Jesus is the answer uh, it's it 's a cliche to say he 's the answer, but he really is the answer. Uh, when he says that he is the fulfillment of it, of Isaiah 61, uh, the people who heard him uh, were, were, his, um, were familiar with Jesus because he's doing this in Nazareth. And we know Nazareth is his hometown, everybody knows him, and when he first does this, they marvel, and it says the gracious words were spoken, uh, it says even that they, they uh, bore witness. And when, he, when you bear witness, you're testifying. It is, it is a positive thing that the people who are familiar with Jesus are doing. And so on the surface, it seems like they're praising Jesus uh, for, for him being the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. But then right after that, right after they marvel, right after they testify, it says, Is this not Joseph's son? And I wonder, even in the body of Christ, how, can, how does a spirit of heaviness uh, um, come upon believers who should be the lightest, who should be the brightest, who should be the, the happiest, the most joyful? How does, in, even in the body of Christ, how does a spirit of heaviness set in? I gave this analogy uh, on Resurrection Sunday two weeks, ag- two, uh, two week- two weeks ago. Uh, that if I passed uh, and my, my, my family missed me and they printed out all my Google Docs and they, they read it uh, during the meal and, and like a Buddhist, they put a little table setting for me and put a meal out there and they read my notes and they maybe listened to a sermon that I preached a year ago. Um, um, they could do this in, in memory of me, but we would say, that's not a relationship. That's not. That's not. They're not continuing in getting to know me more. Uh, that stopped the day that I died, and from that day forward, it is just a memory of of Ray, and we miss him. How does a spirit of heaviness set in to the body of Christ? Is when we treat Jesus as if he's still crucified. That we're living in a memory of him, and we have this book which speaks of him. And so we will turn and we will come on a Sunday and somebody will preach from this book and we will gain some insight and about how to have a good marriage and how to uh, be faithful in your career. And, and there's all kinds of uh, worldly uh, wisdom, uh, wisdom for life that you can gain from this book. Uh, but, they, but they leave that Sunday and then the heaviness is still there. Uh, and this happens year after year, and, and churchgoers, they're familiar with Jesus, just like the people in Nazareth. They're familiar with Jesus, uh, but, but they don't understand who he is. And they are giving lip service of gracious testimony and bearing of witness. And yet they say, well, we know this guy. He's familiar. He, he can't really be the answer to all of my problems. And Jesus gives an answer. Uh, which is very, very revealing, he says. No prophet is accepted in his own country, verse 24. And then he gives an example of, of two incidents in the Old Testament uh, where prophets were sent not to the entire nation of Israel. They were sent to two individuals. Uh, first was Elijah, and was he sent to, as a prophet, was he sent to all of Israel? No, he was sent to one widow's house the widow as Zarephath. And there was a miracle that ex- that the widow experienced and she was provided for and the flower uh, uh, that she gave to this prophet was multiplied and, and so she was supernaturally sustained. So the prophet was sent not to the nation but to this one widow. Likewise was Elisha sent to all of Israel. Actually, no. Jesus says it's not all of Israel. He sent... Uh, this prophet to one man named Naaman, a Syrian. Um, and Naaman was healed of leprosy. And so I pray that we would not be just the, just a churchgoer who just shows up on Sunday, comes in heavy, leaves heavy. Nothing changes. And we just think we're the people of the God, of God. We're, the, we're the nation of God, we're, we're, the, we're the new Israel. But where's the transformation? How does that happen? It's when you encounter Jesus. And so, I, you know, I'm not going to speak too much, because I think the most important part of the service is the, the final part, when we pray. And that's when we just humble ourselves, and we say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, please meet me. Um, I've, been, I've been praying that because I, I felt heavy the last few weeks, and I think, I think a lot of us feel heavy. Like the Bible reading, like I know I should do it, and I do it. Uh, the prayers, uh, we should want to do it, and I do it. Uh, we, we show up to work we, because we have to, uh, but everything that we do, it just, it just feels heavy. Another word to say heavy is things are dim. Like we should be shining brightly, but there's something, just a covering like a blanket, something that just weighs us down so that the light is there. You're a Christian, but the light does not shine very far. Maybe it just shines a foot in front of you, but most people cannot see it. And so when Jesus says to his his townspeople, the people who are familiar with him, that when he offends them and says, I didn't come for you, The prophets didn't come for people like you. Uh, Their words change rather dramatically. In the beginning, they were gracious. In the beginning, they were marveling. In the beginning, they were bearing witness. They were testifying. But but by the end, when Jesus says, I didn't come for you, they are ready to throw him off a hill. Uh, And they are so angry. Um, So who did Jesus come for? It says in Isaiah chapter 61. He came for the poor. He came for the brokenhearted. He came for those who are in captive. He came for those in bondage. He came for those who mourn. Um, I think that can uh, that qualifies all of us. Uh, We are people that Jesus came for. If you if you can identify with any of that description and you can be poor materially, you can also be poor in your spirit. Uh, another way to say, uh, another meaning of poor is you're afflicted. Aren't we all afflicted? Don't we all have things in us that we don't like? Don't we have things that are coming upon us that are annoying us and frustrating to us? Um, we are all afflicted. We're poor. We're poor in spirit. Uh, and another definition is we're humble and we're meek. If you think Jesus is so familiar to you, and you don't need him, then you're not humble. But if you are truly humble, and you say, Jesus, I need to meet you today, that is the definition of humility. When you say, I can't do anything apart from Christ, I can't do anything, I need to meet Jesus today. Why was I heavy? Because I was struggling to meet Jesus. I was asking to meet him, but for whatever reason, I just couldn't connect. And I was praying to meet him. And I had an important meeting yesterday. I said, Lord Jesus, you have to come through. Lord Jesus, you have to come through. I don't know if I'm going to see these people again. I just want to give Jesus to them. I want to express your heart to them. Please show up at this lunch meeting. And so I was desperate. I said, Lord Jesus, it's been hard to connect with you the last few weeks. But Lord Jesus, I said, you you have to come through for me. Can you meet me? Can you meet me? Can you meet me? And thank God and praise God, he met me. Um, And how do I know that he met me? After I left... The, the garment of heaviness was lifted. And it was replaced with a garment. And this garment is like a, it's like a shawl, a cloak. It just covers you, wraps you. It's like a mantle that comes over you. Uh, and and just, just spontaneously, I was praising the Lord. And before, it's like, I, I know I should be thankful. I know I should praise. And so I try, and, and I'll do it. But here it was spontaneous. And so this is a sign that the Lord met me. And so the power of the resurrection, I think, moves into a power of praise when it just spontaneously, it just wraps you because you met the Lord. Um, and, And it speaks of the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Did you know that God wants to be glorified? Did you know God wants to look at you and He wants to be glorified in you? That He wants to be so proud. He wants to delight in you. How does does that happen? It's when we begin to praise Him. And that praise, I think, opens the door that other things start coming into us of God. and, and like an oak of righteousness, there is a, a planting. And, and then it transitions later on in, in Isaiah 61, verse 10. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. So before, it wasn't us uh, willfully or dutifully uh, um, praising. And that's why the praise came out. It's the Lord met us. And just the, the heaviness was lifted and spontaneously the garment of praise came over us and it just came out. But by verse 10, it transitions and we start rejoicing vigorously with our free will and we actually mean it. It's it, There's a transition that happens in this in this chapter. And, and you are re- greatly rejoicing. Your soul is joyful in my God and he has clothed me with a garment of salvation. And so before it was a garment of praise. It was a cloak, it was a shawl. This is a garment, but this word is a different word. It should not be garment, it's a robe. So it's been upgraded. You you've started with a shawl, just a thing that you just throw over yourself, a shawl, a cloak. It's been upgraded because you sewed into it. You really believed it. It's spontaneous and now you are with your free will. You really from the heart are rejoicing and your soul is uh, giving thanks and, and expressing joy in your God, in Jesus Christ. And then he upgrades your shawl to a robe. And as a bridegroom decks herself, decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride, is verse 10, adorns herself with her jewels, verse 11, for as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to bring, to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations." As you know, I've been gardening these days and um, gardening is a lot of work. Uh, I don't know how many um, trash can fulls, you know, the large trash cans that you are for outside. I don't know how many trash cans full of weeds I've, I've filled up in the last few months. Uh, it is it is uh, <laughs> backbreaking. It is it is not just cutting the the weed at the surface. It is pulling and digging around the weed, uh, the roots, and and that's what the father is doing in, in us. And so every time I'm doing it, I I'm just praying. I'm asking the Lord, just dig up things that should not be there. And so it's a it's a it's a physical exercise. It's also a spiritual exercise. And so I'm I'm doing all this. And now that several months have passed, because I think in you know when we first Moved in. There's just so many renovations, so many problems, so many delays, and so it just took me a while to get into this uh, into this season where okay, almost everything is done, uh, and now now we're gonna now we're gonna start um, uh, seeing the fruit, and little by little I'm seeing the fruit. I'm seeing the little bud of the tomato plant. I'm seeing the little pomegranate uh, tree starting to come forward. I'm seeing. Well, pa, the green onion, that's easy. I just put that. That just right away it comes up. But I'm seeing life. I'm seeing <clears throat> um, trees that in the back, I, I didn't know it, it needed more water or less water, or it needed more sun or less sun. So I, I, I try it in one spot. It doesn't work. I, I move it. I put it in this spot. Uh, and then, sure enough, it it has be- less sun or more sun. It does better. has more water, less water. It does better. and And... and As I'm seeing this, um, I realize that, you know, we have many issues in our life and we get frustrated with all these external things. And we don't realize that the real source of our lack of joy or our misery is internal. Um, Because you may think, okay, it's just a change of circumstance that I need. I just need a different spouse. I just need a different set of kids who behave better. I just need a different job. I just need a better boss. I just need to be in a Republican state. (laughs) I mean, whatever. You just go down the line, and we just think a change of circumstance is going to change us, and we'll be happy. But uh, I can tell you that you are who you are. And so if you go to a different set of circumstances, and you're an unhappy person here, I can pretty much guarantee you change your circumstances, eventually you'll be unhappy in a new set of circumstances. Because the the main battle in the gardening is our heart. And the Father needs to prune, and Jesus needs to uh, water, and Jesus needs to to meet us. And when He meets us, He just lifts up the heaviness. And the praise, He wraps us in praise. Um, And It's, it's um, you know, when I, when, I, when, I see, when I see life, it's just the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. And so when you see life, uh, and you see the joy of, okay, my work is producing something, there is joy in, in seeing that, and so you, you're motivated to do a little bit more. Uh, when the Father sees a little bit of, of growth coming out of us, uh, he is delight, He is delighting in that, and he works extra because he says, okay, my efforts here are not in vain. I'm going to see some work. Jesus can see the, the fruit that's coming forth from your life, and he said, okay, I want to meet this brother more because the last time I met him, it produced this much, uh, this much fruit. Uh, and and for, for me, when I see life outside, it, it's, it's motivating me to now on the inside uh, inside of my house now i'm i'm trying to okay okay these these plants are they need to be a little bit better uh, cared for they need to be elevated not just sitting on the ground on a on a like a plastic thing they just need to be elevated and put up a little bit and um and, I, and my my fish that i got from matthew they were, the, <clears throat> many of them were attacking each other killing each other and so I, they all died, and the one aggressive one, I got rid of, rid of that person because whatever uh, they were, they, they would, that what that fish, whatever I don't even know what kind of fish it is. That fish, I got rid of the fish, um, and I thought, okay, it's it's done. I got rid of everything, but but amazingly, there's this one little movement of a little thread-like thing, and and it out of that tank of death. <laughs> where I stopped caring for it, and it just became black. this one little thread became a fish. like, a, like now it's like like little like an adolescent fish, not full grown, but he's getting there. And I said, okay, that that fish is sad because he's not um, he's living in a darkened black little little box with not much water flow, no plants. I barely feed him because I forget he's there. And I, and I thought, okay, I should not treat the fish like this because it is God's creation. And so I, I, I because I was seeing life on the outside of my house, I became motivated. Okay, the inside also, I want to see some life. And so I was doing, uh, I, I, I got back into, so fish, I got a new fish tank. I got some plants, underwater plants. I put the fish in the plant. Now the colors are much more vibrant. And so I'm, I'm seeing life. And all I'm saying is the joy of the Lord uh, will, it really becomes your strength. And so when you, are, when you are spontaneously praising, and then, because you met Jesus, and then you exercise your free will, and you, uh, you sow into the work that encounter with more praise and more thanksgiving um, what comes out is a strength for, uh, to, to, to just bring life around you. Uh, like I feel motivated now to, to keep going with the, with the weeds, uh, because I see some life. I I feel motivated for, uh, for the fish because now he's in, he's in a life giving aquarium with, with plants and light and, uh, I'm not going to ignore him anymore. And so, um, We are supposed to be the garden of the Lord, the planting of the Lord, the oak of the Lord, the the tree of the Lord, the tree of righteousness. We're supposed to bear the fruit of Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit, and the Father is supposed to look at us and delight in us because we are showing all of this fruit. And don't you want to bring joy to your Heavenly Father by becoming like Jesus? Don't you want to show this fruit? It starts with your praise. Actually, even before the praise, it starts with the encounter. And so um, if, if you haven't encountered Jesus in a while, you know it by the heaviness. If you have encountered Jesus, you know it by the lightness and the praise. And so let's end this prayer, uh, this service, with a prayer of, Lord Jesus, I am poor in spirit unless I meet you. I want to meet you. I want my poverty to turn to praise. I want to meet the resurrected Jesus. I don't, I don't want to look at the crucified Jesus and learn things about things in the past that don't apply to me in present. I want to meet Jesus today who is alive. And if you meet him, there will be praise and you'll be the planting of the Lord. There'll be fruit that gives praise and delight and glory to our Heavenly Father. Okay, let's pray. Father, we have one simple prayer. Jesus, we want to meet you. And when we meet Jesus, you lift the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of dimness, the spirit of dullness, the spirit of faintness, the spirit of weakness. You replace it with a cloak, a shawl, a garment of praise. We want to keep meeting you, Lord Jesus. After we meet you, we want to exercise our free will and and, and just be empowered to praise you with our mouth from our soul, our emotions, our mind from our heart so that we can be upgraded and receive a robe of salvation. We want to be a planting of the Lord. We want to bear much fruit on the inside to give you joy, Heavenly Father. We want to delight you it's because we look and act just like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Meet us in this time of partaking in your Lord's Supper. We remember that you died, your, your body was pierced, your blood was shed, but Lord, it doesn't stop there. You rose from the dead. We proclaim, Jesus, you're alive and you're coming back for your bride. We are In the meantime, we adorn ourselves with all the fruit of salvation that come from you. You cause the growth, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.